All right, we're here with Ryan Hall, the man that once backflipped uh, a mongoose <laughs> bicycle. Not the not the actual animal. Oh, I think I the got actual you. animal would have been. I've been way more. Animal. I know, yeah. but that's what everybody was thinking, though. But I actually don't even know what a mongoose bicycle bicycle is. No, an an like a mongoose animal. Looks oh, it like. looks like a ferret. Yeah, I thought it was oh. a ferret. <laughs> it looks pretty yeah. I thought it. Yeah, I thought it was the same thing as a ferret. I thought it was just <laughs> a different name for it. So you'd probably uh, probably kill it if you tried to backflip on a. Yeah, <laughs> you can't backflip a mongoose. You can yeah. backflip the brand mongoose. Yeah, do they still make mongoose bikes? They do in stores. Yeah, they're pretty. I had they're two cool. of them when I was little because my brother was like scared of bicycles. Wouldn't ride it. It was silver with yellow riding on it. Badass. So I rode one. I rode the hell out of one one summer. Left it in the rain. It got all rusty, and I was like, "Fuck it, I got another one." <laughs> I rode that other one the next summer. And then I started out on. Uh, I think a mongoose and a diamondback. That was like what I mostly started. Dude, I remember mongoose bicycles. You had a fucking mongoose. Your fucking family yeah. was raking it in. So. You were it. Yeah. <laughs> How did you make the transition? Because like obviously we rode bikes when we were kids, but like we never wanted to take it to that level. <laughs> never. Hey, I'm gonna flip this son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My dad actually started out riding back in like the 80s. He actually had like a quarter pop built and things. So he taught me a lot of like the basic stuff. But I was kind of in skating and stuff for a while, probably like 12, 13 years ago. But one day I went to Huntington Mall and I seen a BMX show. I seen some dude do a backflip. And I remember looking at my parents and just like, one day I'm going to do that. And from then on, it was like I had a bike, always riding it. And eventually I met some people over at Hanman Skate Park that kind of took me under their wing and I pretty much rode from, with them from then on. And it kind of has never quit almost 10 years later. Yeah, I think that was something we talked about with uh, Wade on our podcast was like uh, the importance of like a good community. Oh yeah. Skateboarding or BMX or whatever. For sure. And it's sad because there's, <laughs> there's no one that does it around here. Yeah. Really. I mean, it's almost like weightlifting too. Yeah. You're only as good as the community. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, when I ride Hyman, because I'm probably about 45 minutes from Hazard or so, and there's no one at Hyman really. It's just me for the most part. So, really the only other guys that ride are, uh, my buddy Jason and his brother Pat, and then uh, my other buddy uh, Max. That's about it. But, yeah, you know, it's it's sad, really. No one even skates, really. I mean, I, we we seen the shape of the hazard skate park. Yeah, yeah. we seen how much yeah. it's taken care of. About rusted to yeah. the point of falling down. It's sad. I'd like to see more people get into it. For mm-hmm. sure. I don't know if maybe it's just this area see i know like when i was riding bicycles as a kid i went from like a bicycle then as soon as i got old enough i either got a dirt bike or a four-wheeler like you know automatically like a bicycle was like hey you can kill yourself on this but not too bad then once you like matured you got either a dirt bike or a bicycle because obviously they're more or a dirt bike or a four-wheeler because obviously there are more places to ride it yeah see i've i've always ridden motorcycles and four-wheelers started out on one of those and i was maybe five or six dad had me on one i've always been jumping those things and i've always had see i don't feel as scared on a dirt bike but if yeah. i get on a bicycle i'm like Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like i feel like i gotta i gotta do more yeah i gotta yeah. i gotta control more but yeah. in all reality you're like got one clutch one brake gas and all one hand 
break on your foot. So a couple years back, I sold like my Raptor 700 and my. I had a Raptor 700 when I was 15. Yeah. That shit was crazy. What Man, I've, ne- I've hardly ever been afraid of anything, but that Raptor yes, actually, like, like, it actually in- installed fear. The, the <laughs> frame the frame weighed like 60 pounds, and the motor was fast enough to like propel Dude, a car at 100. Yeah. yeah the, the motor was fast enough to propel a car at 85 miles an hour. Yeah. And the frame weighed 100 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Like, tell me about that. They're, they're yeah. scary. <laughs> I remember begging my dad. I was like, Dad, please, God, please. I was like, all the kids at the racetrack have these. Because we was, like, into, like, drag racing, like, four-wheelers and shit. Yeah. And so I was, like, seeing all these, like, 18, 20-year-olds, like, actually had jobs was buying them. <laughs> and I finally got one, dude. And I was like, I actually got scared of it. Yeah. And quit riding it and started riding, like, my 80 pig bike instead of that. Yeah. I sold all my stuff and built ramps <laughs> at my house. I was gonna ask that where the money went. Yeah. From that. No, it all went into building ramps <laughs> at my house. Like what? What kind of what kind of materials do you use to build a ramp? Well, I didn't used... think about building a ramp out back. Yeah. yeah. Well, I used like treated plywood, and then I took uh, really thick coated paint that's meant to resist weathering. Mm. I coated it for two or three years, but now it's starting to dry rot, and it's just. I wonder man, if you could spray ramps with Rhino liner if that. Would yeah, be. you definitely could. I've seen people do it. It's so just, that would be the ultimate. I feel yeah. like that would last forever, and it'd probably give a good grip. See, I messed up and didn't cover the ramps but with like if, tarps or anything. But I feel like if you fucking wrecked on a Rhino liner and covered <laughs> ramp, you'd just be shredded. See, my place at the house, I had it like, surface black topped. Yeah. That it sits on, so man, if you wrecked on that, it's it, you're gonna eat alive because blacktop is not fun. That's how you get better. The fear yeah, of wrecking. <laughs> I remember learning how to ride a wheelie on a dirt bike. That shit was nerve wracking <laughs> as hell. Ne- see, that's like it's too much of yeah. a talent hump yeah. for me to risk. See, the risk for me, more. for me, I knew I could do it on a four wheeler. Like a like I could do it on a four wheeler, just pop it up. Mah, mah. Yeah, and just like chill, but a dirt bike you got to worry about you know, yeah. leaning to the left and right. <laughs> and dude, one day I was like barely popping. I was like riding it for like four or five feet, like yeah. a pussy. <laughs> then one day I was like, "Fuck it, third gear, <laughs> wham!" Slam my ass, my head, my. I, had a, I always wear a helmet. Yeah. My head hit the fucking dirt, <laughs> and I swear to God, my eyes. Like, have you ever been like? I don't know, like knocked out in like a UFC game. Ah, oh, dude, I've been knocked out. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Like it's like, yeah. like your both of your eyes are looking at two different things. Uh, yeah. I thought I was dead. There, I was sixteen miles away from home. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, like, hey, I got where I could do the wheelies, like where you uh, drag your toes. You know, I got where I could do that for a long while and barely could do it putting yeah. my feet back on. I done. Uh, I dragged my fender one time. This by accident. Yeah. People that do that are wild. Yeah, I, I like how whenever you were talking about doing a piping a wheelie, uh, <laughs> I like how whenever you said it, you were like talking about how hard it is to <laughs> go left and right, worried about yeah. that. I'm like, what? What about the balance forward and backwards? <laughs> oh, that comes natural. You just use your brake. Yeah, you use your brake. Like if you start going too far back, just touch the brake a little bit. Yeah, it goes forward. <laughs> See, it doesn't seem that See, simple to me. <laughs> most people, when they first try to ride the wheelie, their legs come off automatically, and they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But if you know what to do, you just slam on the brake, you come right back down. Yeah. That's the same thing on a, if you're jumping yeah. or anything. If you're mm-hmm. too far back, you just catch your back brake, and it 
brings your phone Yeah, that's the way it is with a dirt bike, too. It's crazy. It sounds like that should not work. No, it does. Because yeah. it stops your, yeah. stops your uh, rotation yeah. midair and it you know, pulls you down. It's crazy. It's like you're hitting your brake in the air, but you better grab that fucking clutch or your motor will die. Yeah, <laughs> then, when you, then when you hit back down, you're like, <laughs> face the handlebars. Trust me, I've done it. It's not fun. That's how you're in a $400 helmet. Quick. <laughs> Oh gosh, man! What's the what's the biggest differences as far as like motorcycles versus BMX for you? Freestyles, yeah, man. It's just the weight and you know how big the bikes are. And See, I, know, that, I never really got into the whole jumping that much on a motorcycle. Yeah. I mean, I did, but it wasn't like I was doing the massive tabletops. Like and that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Uh, when I bought my dirt bike, well, I've always had dirt bikes, but when I bought like this big ass dirt bike for myself, like some uh, one that can do all the shit you see on TV, yeah. then I realized I was like, hey, we got a we got a bulldozer and a bobcat. I'm gonna build some fucking ramps. <laughs> I didn't realize how much that shit took. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, pat, like I built like a pretty good ramp, like a, like six footer, and like a landing into a bank, and. uh I didn't realize, like, I was patting it down with a shovel. I was like, this motherfucker's <laughs> patted down hard. I went, Mah. my front tire went right to the front of the ramp, buried it, and I shot over the front <laughs> handlebars. Yeah. And so from now on, I patted it down with the, with the Bobcat. <laughs> I've never even got to go to a track, really. I've never even been to one. It seems fun. The tracks aren't fun to me. Yeah. There are too many people, like, yeah. Sunday drivers. Yeah. you got to watch out for them. What do you mean a track? Like a circular <laughs> like track? A, like a dirt bike track. Like the yeah. next tracks. Yeah. We had a pit bike track. Uh, Dude, pit bike racing was so much fun. Built one at the house several years back. It was fun. I've always wanted to go to one of them uh, dirt jump, like the BMX dirt jump tracks with a pit bike. I feel like they'd get pissed. I've never been to a BMX track for it either. I've never even tried the racing or anything like that. Seems fun. I heard you gotta have a lot of like uh, core strength, leg strength. Oh, dude, I don't think my lungs can handle it. I could I could never do anything on a bicycle. I'm, I'm dog shit at bicycles. You just gotta do it for a while, man. You're more focused on like just tricks. Yeah, the freestyle aspect of thing, right? Yeah. Riding ramps and you have your uh, street riding and dirt riding. I don't ever really do street ride street that much or even dirt for that matter. It's just see, I was thinking about like if we ever had like a show, like you and Wild Wade. Like Wade's more of like the technical street kind of guy. Yeah, he does like right. crazy, like out back. He was doing wild stuff back yeah. there that I've never seen. Yeah, I can do a little bit of flat ground stuff and a little bit of things like that, but mostly was, I specialize in trying to air. Yeah, <laughs> so. he was doing like uh, flat ground tail whips. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even know how you start to do that. I can't do hop whips. I've gotten close, but hop whips are insane. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure when we first met each other, I don't think you could do a backflip. No, I couldn't you? flip really. There's a lot of things. The past couple of years, man, I've actually made a lot of progression. I think. Yeah, definitely. That's been like how many? Probably uh, three. Four years, yeah, twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. I know I've seen you go to uh, Camp Woodward. Yeah, yeah, that, I bet yeah. you that was insane. Yeah, I went to the camp for the one week, and I've been to two separate occasions on like a weekend thing they offer. So I've done that. How much was that for a week? A week? Five I don't exactly. Yeah, it's somewhere close to that. That's I don't exactly insane. remember. I bet you you learned a lot. I bet you it's worth it. No, it was, it was awesome. I got to meet a lot of people. It was just, really, it was a, a very eye-opening experience because I've never really seen ramps 
on that magnitude. Mm-hmm. People ride on that magnitude. It was very eye-opening. Mm-hmm. It's one thing, man, riding small ramps at Hyman and Not that they're really that small, but it, it's just a whole other atmosphere once you get on like a an actual pro level setting of a skate park and you see mm-hmm. you show up and you see like 12 year olds doing flip whips above your head and <laughs> it's just it's nuts that's insane it's really crazy seeing what people can do man yeah that's the that's the worst thing about being around here is like the lack of opportunities and just yeah. like the scale that we have available compared to what other people have. Yeah, I think it's a lot of it's just a lot of people are just misinformed on it. I think mm. really if it's outside of and it's not knocking, not knocking like school sports or anything. Like I don't knock them one hundred percent, but it's mostly if if you're outside of baseball, basketball, football, or golf. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's outside of that. Yeah, it's I'm kind of foreign to, around yeah, here. I'm glad to see now that they're starting to like do uh, archery. And shit yeah, like yeah, that. for cool. sure. Man, just, why, yeah, why is there not, like, BMX or... Uh, I know it's going to be in the Olympics now. Oh, yeah, this first huh. year... Well, racing's been in the Olympics for a while now. Yeah. This is the first year that freestyle is actually yeah. going to be in. But is it on skateboarding, though? I, no, I don't know if they're doing skateboarding freestyle or not. I think it may have been accepted as well, but I know it's going to be... It's gonna be park oriented, so mm-hmm. it's, like, big, giant, six-foot, seven-foot tall box jumps, you know, huge ramps. Yeah, I've seen that. Top athletes. They're only taking like 10 spots, I think. So people from all over the world have to earn enough points for the country and then be selected as the rider for a said country. Mm. So at most, maybe like eight eight countries are getting... I know Josh Crank, we're going to an Olympic tryout for Olympic weightlifting. Yeah, that's That's going to be insane. Yeah. Like, even to get, like, asked to come to that. Is it honor? It's crazy. crazy. Just to even be considered out of the top 50. Nuts. And if you see him, when he walks in here, you'll understand and be like, wait, no fucking way. Yeah. Same <laughs> Olympic athlete. <laughs> yeah, man, it's... Really, I just wish more people were into into something around here. Not necessarily yeah. even skateboarding or BMX. I just wish more people were into something. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I feel like we always end up moving towards on these podcasts. Is yeah, like we just... bring on so many, like different talents you know like we had Carson who's like super into hip hop and is like a fucking cook master and you know yeah it's insane he can rap and like cook like a son of a bitch but you know we have all these different people on with different talents and it always comes back to that of like no matter what the talent is no one's into anything yeah it's just it's it's important to just be into something and like I feel like it's our job to show people all the different opportunities there are yeah uh i mean even high school i started riding bikes probably early middle school when i was in middle school and through high school man i always try to get people out it's just i mean no one did anything no one really even skated from my high school it's mm-hmm. sad i mean pretty much my closest friends are you know 10 10 12 years older than i am yeah so but you you never know what small things you do can yeah. impact somebody else yep. getting into something yeah man that's just my my motto is anytime i see anyone show up to the park dude i just try to encourage them best i can and you know, i try to help them out any way i can i just i just like seeing people out i can show up to Heinemann skate park and i mean i can ride there for two or three hours and not see a soul yeah and i'll tell you it's even sad more sad is uh i can be over the skate park there at Heinemann 
in the high school let out and there's no one that comes from that high school. I can be there when mm. my entire school lets out. It's yeah. Just, it's just sad really. I mean, the kids, the youth, like that's important to inspire them too. Mm. Like that kid that was at the skate park. Yeah. Like I just hope that he has some good influences around to make him continue to do that and maybe sure. he will do something with it someday. Sure, yeah. I I try to just anyone i just try to encourage to stay with it and it's not about who's better or anything like that i've never been about that i'm just, i'm not even that great to be honest it's just just i just like i just like having people out doing something yeah other than being inside or you know getting into god knows what <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's like any other form of expression like oh yeah it's very yeah. artful yeah it's sure. It it is an art, like for sure. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. And it's yeah, I wouldn't encourage anybody to be like me, and like get your foot into everything. <laughs> but I wish there was more people that would like do everything. Yeah, I don't think you have to do everything, but I do think you should try a lot of things. Yeah, that's that's growing up. I struggled a lot with that. I was into everything. I tried gymnastics and football. I mean, not football, but basketball. I mean, I was, I was into pretty much everything. It took me a long time to be able to settle into. Find something I really liked. I was just jumping yeah. from thing to thing, skating. You name it. It's yeah, like just, me right now. Like I do. Like I, I like graphic design. I like working out, riding dirt bikes, yeah. everything. Like if somebody says, "Hey, you want to do this?" I'm like, "Sure, I'll try yeah. it." Yeah. Mostly my two biggest hobbies are just playing music and riding bikes. I ride bikes in Chance Again though. I mean, that's just really it's just my biggest escape from everything. Mm. A lot of times when I'm riding, man, I can just get in a groove, and a lot of times I don't even think about what I'm riding. I can just be airing out doing flip whatever most time i'm not even there it's just kind of everything's white noise and i'm just kind of zoned out in yeah my, in my world no it sounds crazy but no i mean i think i think that's most of the time uh when the best work comes out of anything yeah. is whenever you're in that mind state where you're not getting in your own way for sure man that's, really i just love the feeling of riding i just love the feeling of having two wheels underneath me that's the greatest part but the greatest thing ever uh, i don't you need in the fucking bag. Oh, <laughs> I didn't want to have to say it, <laughs> but uh, like a thing that I, I, I tried listening to music while I was riding a dirt bike one time, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't the same. Yeah, like I like to hear like what's going on. It's yeah. like so much better. See, a lot of times I do. I didn't today, but a lot of times I do listen. Ear, I have my earphones in, but it's almost like white noise for me. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, of course, I'm kind of listening to it as I'm like resting and. All that kind of thing, but I don't know, man. I like a lot of times I just ride by myself a whole lot, so it's just music's a big escape for me as well as I'm riding. It kind of helps yeah. me just kind of focus. Or if I need to get pumped up about something, if I'm trying something, that's new, like with screen printing with me too. Like I've done it for so long, I just turn on music and it's like I'm not even doing it. Yeah, which I love screen printing. Yeah, like it's like such a good relaxing. Like you. You're so involved with screen printing, like it's all hands on, like you can't get on your phone, you yeah. can't do anything, so all you have is just music and your thoughts. But sometimes I'll come knock out 500 shirts and not listen to a thing, yeah. just thinking. Yeah. Yep, that's one of the biggest reasons for I mean, anything. It's just my bike riding just enabled me to kind of just get in this own little zone almost. It's one of the biggest reasons why I love it so much. I mean, it's it's therapeutic. Oh yeah, because it's, it's like you're, and it's also physically expressive too, oh, as yeah. well as mental. Yeah, man. There's really it's the tricks themselves are their own art form. I feel yeah. like there's a million ways you can do one trick. You know, or just 
that's what I focus on the most. I try to just do the more artful tricks, in my opinion. Like, what I, are some? Like tabletops, tuck no handers. You know, even even tail lips are really artful. I I don't do as big of the more technical tricks like tail lips that often or bar spins or I I don't know. I just I just try to stick with like trying to go as high as possible, ride as mm. smooth as possible. That's just my, that's where I find a lot of fun. Like the basics. Yeah, I, like, I really, I mean, I can sit there and work on air outs for like, just nothing but an air out for like two hours. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I, what I enjoy. Uh, that must feel incredible going that high on that something is. that you prepare, like you propel yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun. It's exhilarating, it really is. It's fun, man, when you get to ride new setups and it's something that's really big and you gotta like, crank at it or you gotta you gotta fly at it and you just feel like I don't know it's just it's awesome God, I don't know if you get this rush in BMX but like oh, after you've been like working out for so long like you know you've been preparing for this like this one max lift yeah and you get it like one yeah. uh, like four months ago I, all I would do is like chest back and arms I was trying to like reach that 400 on bench yeah and like you know you have that much time invested in something yep then you lay down it's like go time and everything that it's going through your head. You don't know what's going to happen. As soon yep. as you lay down, as soon as you pick it up, you still don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, that's one of the... And it's just like that. Yeah. Everything could be crushed. For or sure. like, it's just like, that's the feeling that I trace, yep. chase with working out. That's a big thing for BMX too, man. Or anything for it's that personal matter. goal. Yeah. Or personal goals or, mm-hmm. or I think, just as good. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I stepped away from basketball and that kind of thing. I, even though I love it. And like like the sport, like the competitive aspect. I'm very, I don't know. I can never get in with the, the people. You know, it seems like when you get into team things like that, it's always like one person aggravating each other, or you know, you know what I mean. It's like somewhat yeah. bark. It's like a lot of self fighting a lot. See, I, I, that's always been. Different we're all in the school at Buckhorn. Like, see, uh, we was never like that. Like to this day, we still play in like men's leagues and stuff. Yeah. Like the same like seven guys. Yeah. And we never argue or never do anything like that. Yeah. I know there's sometimes there can be a lot of politics and stuff in it. So that's one yeah. thing. Is I always like challenging myself more than I did yeah. doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <coughs> I, I've thought about that some. Like, because I've never really been into anything competitive. Yeah. And, like, that's why I've thought about getting into jujitsu or something. Oh, man, for sure. Dude, I would just love as to do a, that. Yeah. Just as, like, because I, I feel like that is important to have. Yeah. Like, have some... Uh, some way to be humbled because like yeah. I've always been into stuff like music which it's kind of it's so subjective mm-hmm. like you can't sure. really measure musical sure. talent because it's sure. like there are a lot of people who technically don't have talent but who make really powerful music yeah so it's like there's no measurement in some arts yeah. and then in others there are yeah for sure, man. That's probably like one of my biggest flaws. Is I think I'm the baddest motherfucker every time I walk into the room. <laughs> like I hate that about myself, but I feel like that mindset yeah. has been put into me by like my dad and like just people around me. Like yeah. you, if you don't think that you're the best at something in the room, then you need to work on it. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I've always had more of a mindset of just kind of cruising with things for the yeah. most part. I just kind of like, I don't know. I just try to just uh, stay calm about a lot of things, really, and just yeah. like one of my things is that I do is I like when I go to the gym. Like this dude next to me, that's probably bigger than me, been working out longer. He doesn't know that he's in competition with me, <laughs> but in my head, he's my competition. competition. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's one of the things I really love about bike riding. It's more just 
you know, just really self-caught. And another thing is, like, I like the pace of it. I can really set my own kind of, yeah. like, my own, my own pace of, I don't know, everything, really. It's just good times. <laughs> Bike riding, like we were saying earlier, like, there's two drastically different worlds where, like, you got kids just cruising and then you got like you know olympic oh yeah for sure man i mean the level riding's on now if you're like in a park scenario or olympic rider i mean for the most part man they're doing it's it's life or death stuff almost yeah. it's, it's it's crazy what they're doing anymore yeah i wonder what it's like to get to that scale yeah like uh whenever it become like eventually you make a hump where it's like you're going to be doing facing more and more like yeah. life or death situations and i wonder yeah. how many guys cut it out before they actually See, reach that that's point. the thing that i was chasing and when i was like working out like when i like at one point i weighed 340 pounds just because i was that's like crazy. i was just trying to like get as big as possible lift as much weight as possible then one day the owner of the gym i was like working out back there and i had like 395 on the bench just like doing it by myself and he's like dude you need a spot you could kill yourself if yeah. something goes wrong and i was like i've never thought about that yeah. <laughs> this falls on me i could die mm -hmm. for sure but like with those guys that are professionals they probably just think like i ain't gonna die i've yeah. been doing this so long it's just like just reps yeah but that fear can also be used as like a Dude. way to propel you to do better too. For sure. Yeah, For the sure. fear. Like that's what when I would like work out by myself, I had the fear of like if I don't get this, I'm fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm by myself. I so. gotta push this way. Yeah. Up. I have Otherwise, to get this up. It's coming down on my chest. That's one of my main rules. I never really try to ride alone ever. <laughs> been yeah. been knocked out one too many times. So. <laughs> Like how so? I don't chance. I mean, just from various wrecks, you know, and just yeah. being laying there unconscious for thirty seconds. And you, <laughs> you come ever, to it, and you don't know where you're at for like two hours. Yeah. Two hours later. Have you ever broken your bones? No, I haven't. <laughs> knock on wood. Just for the record, this yeah. table is not made of wood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plastic as hell. Yeah. Sadly, that didn't work. I mean, I have uh, I have cracked my heels and things like that i mean i have yeah. like cracked a rib but See, my more. only injury like while the whole time i was playing basketball was a broke collarbone yeah and that didn't even make sense to me yeah. because it like it was not like i inflicted that onto myself yeah. like i was standing there and some kid landed on my collarbone and broke it yeah like, dislocated my finger that's that's about i've had so many injuries like past basketball is just hilarious yeah Broken elbows don't 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 feel good. No, either. I'd say not. <laughs> no, I try to minimize. Rick. I have been knocked out a few times. Though. I've been. I say since I've from riding alone, I've probably been knocked out six times from yeah. <laughs> from riding. Think about this: football players get knocked out sometimes they play. Yeah. For like well, just a split second, it's, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, I've never been knocked out longer than thirty seconds, but some of them, that's like I actually didn't come to it like two yeah. until like you know an hour or so later like yeah. i was actually like okay like what what kind of like tricks were you trying to do that that made you fail hard enough to well, uh, last time was actually i don't know back in june or july last year was the last time i was knocked out actually i just overshot a jump and just went straight to my head just mm -hmm. i mean it was like one of those things i couldn't prepare for or get my hands off so it was just like shoulder to the face right into the ground. And then I woke up and my two friends are there. 
And I remember just like the only thing I remember asking was like, man, I don't I don't remember what happened. Like what what where am I at? Like what what was I doing? You know, yeah. Just kind of next thing I know, I was going to the ER. God, so you went to the ER thing. Yeah, I ended up uh, just having a mild concussion. But the one time I was knocked out, it was actually at Woodward, the time I went. And I overshot a mega ramp. God, so you rode a mega ramp? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a mega to an airbag, which makes oh, it sound. Yeah. But I overshot the... That's still crazy. Overshot the landing and landed on like the airbag itself, so I just sunk into it. Yeah. I just went flipping into the grass, like head over, I mean, just like three or four times. Evidently. I don't remember it. Yeah. Then I woke up in a hospital that night, and I couldn't really remember much no way i would do that shit only time that was the only time i've ever had tunnel vision i actually woke up once like on the way to the after they, they had me on this golf cart taking me to to like their inf- uh, yeah. infirmary and i remember like kind of waking up everything was black looked at the sun and like it just sent like a sharp pain to my head and i was kind of like out again that's the only time I've ever had tunnel vision, though, because I just hit my head so hard. Uh, so, do you, whenever you, like, wake up from being knocked out or something, do you have, like, an immediate thought of, like, I need to quit doing this shit, or do you No, it's, it's, it's never that. It's just more or less, like, sometimes you fall, man, you gotta get back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, I do everything I can to, to minimize injury. Never ride without a helmet. Always have pads on, that kind of thing. And it's not like I get knocked out very common like yeah. I've been riding for almost 10 years now I've had maybe 5 to 6 KOs yeah <laughs> KOs yeah. have you ever got an injury drumming like a splinter uh or I like get... broke a drumstick and wham upside down. Yeah, I actually did have a, like a snare stand like it I don't know what happened it fell and like as I was adjusting it and it like smashed my thumb and completely like pulled off part of my nail. That's probably the worst drumming yeah, injury. Only, only drumming injury <laughs> I think I've ever had. Yeah, I think I've like probably hit myself in the hand with yeah. a stick before or something. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean can do God, I wish that probably did hurt. Dude, there was um, in in high school, I don't even know if I don't even know if anybody else in the world even knew this happened, but uh, yeah. we we were playing at a talent show and I was playing drums and singing. We were playing We Will Rock You <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had a piece of gum in my mouth, and like I went for a big inhale after I sang a line, yeah. and I just sucked the gum straight down the back of my throat. Yeah. I just continued on business as usual, but <laughs> I mean, you know, um, get choked up. And music's always been a big part of my life as well. High school, you know, high school band and that kind of thing was always a fun time. Yeah. Getting to go play the pepper alley at basketball games. That was always fun. You know what our band was at Buckhorn? <laughs> Him and his buddy. Yeah. Just badass. Yeah. We had a rock band. Man, we actually had a pretty decent sized pet band at my high school. We had like, I think my senior year, we had 50 some to 60 people. Uh, our band was badass. Was Two. Yeah. Two people. That would just That's another, rock the whole gym. Another yeah. sad thing is, it sucks to see that there's not really. Many more of his high school bands. Yeah, I know. Even like Hazard is got a small band now. Yeah. Really? Like they used to have like a remember the band of gold? That yeah. some bitch was like two hundred strong. Dude, I now it's like twenty. What about Perry Central? Is Perry Central's is bigger than Hazard now. Yeah, Perry Central yeah. is decent. From what I know. I remember back in the day. I did play uh trumpet for about a year. Why like, you can play the trumpet? <laughs> 
I, there's no way I could play it now. I mean, I know like the basics of it, yeah. but uh, yeah, I remember there was a guy from Perry Central who used to come over to Chavez in elementary school, and uh, he like gave us lessons once a week or something. But I just remember thinking like, you know how when you're younger, Dude, what, I don't even think I could play like the accordion or something. You're doing something. Well, not the accordion. What's the like, it called? Uh, harmonica. Harmonica, yeah. yeah. you play that shit? Like, when you're a kid and you're doing something, you kind of imagine it being bigger than what it is. And yeah. You imagine, like, mm-hmm. your life path <laughs> completely based off that one thing. I was like, man, I might go to Perry Central. Might, I might, might play, play this trumpet. God, might play this goddamn trumpet, son. <laughs> but I remember thinking and being scared of uh, the intensity of, like, the physicalness of... Uh, like the band, like on football fields and stuff. Yeah. You know? Because I remember hearing about people like getting bad blisters on their feet and everything yeah. from marching bands. Yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah. have you ever watched that show, Marching Band U? It was like that. They, they was like, uh, it was a show about marching bands and like, it wasn't even big colleges. It was like yeah. uh, small colleges, but they was like the top in that, whatever you would call it. Yeah. And they would, like, go to camp for, like, six weeks. Yeah, and, I mean, it's, like, nine-hour days. Yeah, nine-hour days and just stand there in the fucking sun. And they're, and they're repeating these routines. They're doing these yeah. big, massive field routines. Yeah. That's brutal. I've actually read somewhere that the training for that was just, like, as intense. Yeah. As, like, would, some major yeah. league football training. Yeah, you would run and everything yeah. with your instrument. It's no joke. I mean, you got to keep your posture the whole time, like, straight yeah. up, you know. Yeah. And it's just trying to play your instrument at the same time and breathing too yeah, breathing, I mean everything. you can't get out of breath because yeah, I mean sure. you, your breath is what's propelling the instrument most yeah. likely yep it's crazy man for just general stamina yep and no I can't play anything yeah like seriously I can't even <laughs> keep a rhythm I know it's bad I, I think it's like I, I, I was gonna mention this earlier when you said that your dad did like BMX stuff yeah Cause my dad played drums. Yeah. He was actually the only yeah. band member yeah. at Buckhorn. Yeah. Before me, who yeah. did pretty much the same stuff that we did. Yeah. But uh, it's so like it has a big impact. Oh yeah. What your parents do. Yeah, for sure. My my uh, dad and grandfather have always been into music as well. So that's mostly what you know. They've spent a lot of their time doing. My grandfather's own a restaurant. They used to have their own band playing in different bands. So music's always kind of been there. Yeah. For me. I, I think I don't think that uh, like people have a gift, but I do think they're more inclined to certain things. I guess. Exactly. But it's more or less how much time you put into things. It's yeah. I mean, like your your dad's probably a basketball dude. Yeah. Right? He went to uh, IU. Played yeah. basketball Sweet. there for like a semester and transferred that's, to that's IUPI. Yeah, I can't play basketball worth shit. So like, I mean, it's just what's instilled yeah. in you. I think it's like both well, my brothers are pretty pretty good. That's what they love to do. Like my whole family, like even my papa, he done CrossFit. He's sixty three. Yeah, and done CrossFit for like three years now. He just runs and rides like yeah. like cross country bikes. Man, I can't do the whole running thing. <laughs> No, I can't either. I'm way too big to run. Yeah. My brother is like how my brother's doing. Yeah, my brother's like six seven, like three eighty. Yeah. And he's like bigger than me and he's like 
He blows all my numbers out of the water. Yeah. Well, While running? No, with like weightlifting. Oh. He's huge now. You probably haven't seen him in like a few years. No. Yeah, he kicks my ass. He could beat my ass right now. What? Yeah, easily. Like Probably he, does. This is work. Well, like he it's now he still lives at home. We have a big ass gym at our house, so he just like after he gets off work or like, like I used to have a problem with him like playing games all the time. Like yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> just stay, get out of your room, do something, lift some weights, go play with some basketball. And so I guess he, I guess I've struck the fear of God in him, <laughs> <laughs> and like now that's all he does yeah, that's, that's, because he's almost like a hermit. He hates leaving the house. Yeah. But so he's got everything he needs right at the house. Yeah. But yeah, if you seen him now, you'd be like, that ain't the same human. Uh, he wears a five X t shirt. <laughs> and it's not like it's not like God, he's fat. It's like, yeah, he needs five X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when we print on five X T shirts, I just wonder what the guy looks yeah, like. Who wears it? A hundred more pounds than me. That's the that's the guy. <laughs> But yeah, I've been wanting to get my brother on a podcast. Yeah, we should. He's transferred, like, or he's, like, transformed his life into something that's, like, almost the guys you see on YouTube. Yeah. Like, the guy that's behind, like, the mic all the time. It's just weird. What do you mean? Like, he, he's cre- created, like, a persona for himself. Mm. Like, he doesn't even go by his real name. He goes, like, the only spaceman. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because that's my dad's nickname. That's why I have that spaceman <laughs> tattoo there. That's great. And I, I was like, I was like, you have legitimate fans. I was like, you do know that, right? You have legitimate fans. You have people that pay to watch you play video games. Yeah, that's crazy. I was like, do you understand that? That's the, that's the hardest part about any art form is yeah, getting paid fans. for it. Yeah, yeah getting or getting fans. fans. Yeah. yeah, I was like, which he's been at it for like, four and a half years now like uploading and getting two views <laughs> uploading yeah. and getting one view uploading and getting no views then one day I guess you just upload to YouTube and you get a video with half a million views and you just build off of that that's all it takes is one for the most part isn't yeah it? mm-hmm. it's a consistency that's what I realized with like our Instagram or outside our Instagram it's like consistency yeah yeah because we went there for one time like six months without posting then finally, I was just like, we got to post every day. Yeah. Yeah. We got to have multiple outlets of media. Yeah. Yeah, because so much comes and goes on the internet that yeah. you'd be passed up in a second if you don't yeah. stick around and like, show show yourself. Like, Barstool Sports have taught me a lot by, like, uh, the owner, Dave Portnoy. Is, do you know what Barstool Sports is? Mm-mm. Well, they're like the biggest sport media company, like social media company of sports, like just yeah. overall. And uh, he said, if you re- if you tweet something and it only gets a hundred likes, tweet that shit again. Yeah, <laughs> like just keep tweeting it until it gets what it deserves. Like put yeah. it in put it in front of people's faces. Yeah. And that was one thing that I've been wanting to do is like, we need to get like a big bunch of people that would like say we post something. And they'll retweet it. Like, they automatically retweet it. That's yeah. why they have so many. Like, to work there, obviously, you got to have a journalist, like, journalist yeah. degree and media degree. But it also helps if you already have, like, 30K followers. Because yeah. that means that the company now has that 30K yeah. plus the 100K here, plus 100K there, plus 50K there. That's all anybody really cares about as far as, like, 
Like the to music. work there, they're almost buying your followers. Yeah. I mean, that's how the music industry is, too. Because it's like, you know, you got the Catch Me Outside girl. That's pretty much just like you, your face is recognizable. Let's make you a musician now. Yeah. I mean, that's politics and everything like that. Yeah. It's more or less just how marketable are you? Yeah. Yes. That's it. Nowadays, nowadays is how marketable. Yeah. Like, like my buddy Josh Crank, I know I keep talking about him, but he's like, it's insane just the shit he's done. Yeah. But if he was like, I'm not saying he's not marketable, which he is. He just doesn't focus on being markable. Yeah. Like, he just focuses on his craft. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Like, do you ever think about that, like, marketability, or are you just... No, I'm I'm more or less, man. I'd, I realize if I was to ever be pro or to be anything like that, you, you have to dedicate every day. I mean, you have to have the time for it. You have to live somewhere. That you yeah. can practice this stuff. I've noticed this about a lot of guys that are like professional, like because I watch Scotty Kramer and stuff. Yeah, they're like these guys that are like crazy fucking good, crazy good, are like struggling to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you have these guys that are like doing the basics, like yeah. or just like they just know how to like film themselves and edit a video or like yeah, living off of that. It's more your how marketable you are. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Like, are you able to build a following? And that's all everything goes yeah. down to. It's more or less. I've kind of just I use just bike riding and things like that just as an outlet, more or less. Yeah. I just want it to kind of stay in shape a bit and relieve stress when I need it. And that's an awesome really, way to look at it, man. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, like honestly, it it's brought a lot of stress on me in the past with with music or with outsider or any other expression I've ever had. I focus so hard on trying to make it. <laughs> I focus so hard. That's why I sit there. Yeah, yeah. Easily scoot out. Uh, I, f- I focus so hard, though, sometimes too much on how it's going to be perceived or yeah. if, if I'm going to be able to make money doing this someday. Yeah. And, like, that was something... Not so much with outsider, but with music particularly. Yeah. I was like, I gotta cut that out. Yeah, like that. That can't be something in the back of my head when I'm making a song. Otherwise, I'm just for sure. It's not real expression at that point. No. My goal right now is to get to a place where you know I can easily support myself, support my hobbies, man, and just try to live drama free as possible and just yeah. kind of cruise through things, man. That's just my goal. Keep riding no matter what. And just, you know, just have fun. My main goal is just to really just get to that place to where I can just cruise. Yeah. That's basically it. Working as hard as I possibly can towards it, that's for sure. I think this generation coming up, there's going to be a lot of disappointment yeah. as far as... Too many uh, mommies shaking their hands. Well... Patting their asses. I, just, I think that... We're surrounded by... Also, I think kids today don't know how to have fun. Yes. Well, okay, let, let me say that... I, Joe Rogan, right? I, or, the man. Let me say... <laughs> Our savior. Uh, you know how sometimes they... People say, like, no wonder girls have problems with their body image when they always see in magazines or in movies or... Uh, 
celebrities, they're always like thin. Yeah. You know, they say like that's going to have an impact on how they feel about themselves. They want to be that. Well, it's like we're surrounded by so much media. Like, man, how many guys out there feel bad because they're not Joe Rogan? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude, I'd fucking kill to be Joe Rogan. Like the standard, the standards that we see set, Yeah, I think, make people face disappointment more often. For sure, yeah. for sure. I, I, I definitely see, see that. Like, there for a little bit, like, uh, I think, like, after episode, like, two or three of this podcast, Joe Rogan said, he said something about, like, you may see all these millions of views now that mm-hmm. I get, but at the start, I was just getting close to 10,000, and me being the person that I was with the following that I already had and of who I was to only get 10,000 about crushed me. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> it's like with anything man we're 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 in the age of like the information information yeah. age i mean anything's yeah. accessible you know everybody thrives off information like i do yeah. like i don't even care about half of the topics he talks about but yeah. i'm still gathering that information well, yeah, like I mean, self-education is so easy now if, if you're into something let's let's say let's say you're starting out on bmx Let's just use that as an example. And you get on Instagram and you start following BMX pages or BMX pros. And all of a sudden you see these guys that are like top of the line at, at their craft. And you're like, well, okay. And then all of a sudden you're trying this and you don't realize these guys have been riding for like 15 years. Yeah. And they put all in all this yeah. effort. And it's so easy how to see why kids, you know, or people in general can give up on something just because it's. Yeah. that's a lot I think that's a big reason why people quit working out a lot yeah it's because you go to the gym and you see these guys that have been working out for right, 15 uh, years 20 years of their life and yeah. they look like that and you've been working out three months and yeah, you don't yeah. look you've been working out three months just yeah. as hard as they are and you're like damn I don't look like that yet yeah. and you just quit I think the Which, sooner if you, you can realize that no one's better than you or you're no, you're no better than anyone else and it's yeah. just, be a lot happier more or less, it's just about self improvement and just having fun, being yeah. the best, doing the best you can, being the best you can be. That's really just what. It, yeah, competing with you. Yeah, like, man, it's, it doesn't matter. Who get? Who cares? Like that's Whatever one thing that I do. think. Uh, I've competed twice, weightlifting wise, and both times neither of them was like, I'm gonna win. Yeah. Both of them was like, hey, I'm gonna break this record for myself, and if it's like, I mean, it's just like, hey, I could do this. Yeah. It's not nothing like crazy. I've only ridden in one competition. I mean, I didn't really expect anything out of it. I really didn't even know exactly how I would do it. It was more or less I was just going for the experience. Yeah. I think the takeaway from it was just... I mean, that's I, just adding to the fun, though. Yeah, I was yeah. just happy to see other people into the into the sport. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was more or less the fun part of it. it was, a, a thing that I was, like, real big into there for a while was Olympic rowing. Oh, yeah. And, like, I didn't think I was that good. Then one day, my buddy, he was like, yeah, let's check and see what the world record is for 100 meters. Yeah. And <laughs> it was like what I row every day. Yeah. And so we went to a competition. I broke that world record. Yeah. And that was just weird to me that I was like, yeah. I guess it's just the people that are into it that really care. It's not yeah. like, I know there's somebody else that could probably beat that record, but I'm yeah. the only one that cared enough to go test it. it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just like I know that people there are people my age over at this other gym that could beat my records, yeah. but I I cared enough that one time just to go test it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they're just doing it for fun. Yeah. See, so 
that's that's like uh, musicians. Like mm-hmm. I know so many musicians, man, that do not put their talents out there anywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's just like Peyton. He's like the best graphic designer I've ever seen in my life. He's at least top five best graphic designer in this like world. I will say the top five in the world. Yeah. But he just he just don't care enough to put it out there. Like, yeah. tell me somebody else that could make that. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, it it's it's the marketability thing. Yeah, I think uh, it's hard to get caught up in it because you can put in all the work in the world. But if you don't know how to manipulate a market and manipulate social media and whatnot see like he gets mad like he sees these people on youtube they're dog shit graphic designers and he said to he told me the other day that i was better than the graphic designer that was on youtube like with a half a million subscribers and he he's just like just because she puts these out there yeah (laughs) like i was like yeah well i was like why don't you shut that market down it's so funny though because it's like there's it's like there's a split in personalities that yeah. people have yeah because it's like either you kind of go down that path mm-hmm. where you focus on the talent yeah it's very rare you find both that are really good and really marketable mm-hmm. it's very rare yeah but if you're really good it don't fucking matter yeah most of the time uh i will say i guess that's true if you're really good you're more marketable. You have to be the best. But just because you're bad doesn't mean you're not marketable. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, you can be shitty at anything and just market yourself. Yeah. yeah. I've always struggled at, like, making posts and things on Instagram and that kind of thing. I just, I don't know. It's difficult for me to actually, like, get around to doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but you have probably less stress in your life yeah. because of that. Yeah. I've deleted Facebook I don't know how many times at this point. Yeah. Just, I think Facebook would probably be the last one that I deleted. I don't even, just I, because it don't mean nothing to me. Nah. Like, it doesn't affect my day. Mostly I use it for Messenger. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> like, Facebook might get checked once a day. Maybe. I, don't, I don't ever check it. I don't even have Twitter. I just... Yeah. Uh, See, I like Twitter better than Facebook and Instagram because Twitter is like... Anybody can take a fucking booty pic and get 300 likes or, yeah. or like something like that. But to fashion a tweet that is either funny, informational, yeah. or something like that, that impresses me. Are, like you're being creative when you type something like that. Are actual tweets, though, like text tweets, are those the most popular tweets? Sometimes. I like those. Or like ones with like a photo, like a photo with a caption that is like, I don't know. I just like Twitter because... Anything on there is possible. Like yeah. if I tweet something like "Give me that splat," <laughs> that get, that would probably get like five hundred tweets or yeah. like likes or something. But if you tweet something like "Oh my god, I got sick today," no, that's zero. Nobody cares. Yeah, and that's like completely reverse on Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook, everybody comments on that everybody. shit. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, what's wrong? You got the coronavirus." <laughs> <laughs> I like Instagram a lot. Just simply for the I just follow the people I like yeah. writers I like band pages I like and pretty much I just see that see that's why I'm I don't Twitter. have to see I anything. only follow people that like I, it's very rare I follow somebody from like around here like I'll follow like <laughs> all the Barstool por- like sports employees yeah. like people that are like famous that I actually care about yeah that's pretty much all I use it for it's just a way to see bike riding Mm-hmm. I say I use YouTube more than I, I do use, Facebook. I use YouTube yeah. more than anything. 
That's yeah, me too. Spend so much time on YouTube. Now TikTok has took over my life, though. I've never even used that. What? I have a video with over never half a million views. That's <laughs> screen printing related. Yeah. Yeah. Screen printing related. That's the, the only ones that are blowing up right now. No, I've, I've <laughs> it's never. pissing me off, honestly, because I take like an hour to film one. Yeah. Then I film a screen printed one that's 15 seconds, half a million views. I'm like, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is trash. It's crazy. The... I think it's because screen printing is like something n- nobody's yeah, really nobody tapped sees, into. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I looked up the hashtag screen printing and it had like 1K views. <laughs> I was like, let's go. Then mine like bumped it up to a million. Yeah. Until we started doing all this, I literally had no Dude, I, did, I thought a, I thought, a, I thought making a t-shirt, you put it in a printer. That's yeah. what I thought too. None of that big ass press that's <laughs> yeah. sitting up there. Yeah. Uh, no, it's so manual. Yeah. Yeah, but I got like it's taxing for sure. Yes, yeah, so screen printing is like, it's almost like, uh, it's like being emo, or being <laughs> like vegan, or something like like it's like a weird subgenre. Yeah. Like it's nothing. Nobody's like. It's not a a skill that many to, people acquire. Like screen printing is very specific skill set yeah like nobody grows up and wants to be a screen printer because <laughs> nobody yeah. knows what the hell that is <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's what I want like I feel like kids would love screen printing yeah that's something we need to focus on that's too, why right? I'm starting Chad's uh, school of, of screen printing <laughs> yeah, well, be sweet. more things need to be seen as for what it is like sure. imagine how much better in school Okay, if you if I had these two options in school, wood shop or screen printing class, <laughs> tell me which. Nowadays, you would make more money screen printing than wood shop. Uh, maybe. Depends. Everybody I like guess. everybody. Everybody wears t-shirts. Yeah. Nobody wants a birdhouse. I, I don't own a well, birdhouse. I don't own one thing made out of wood. A t-shirt is twenty bucks though, and like a treehouse would be. Or what if you make five hundred of them though? Yeah, I mean that's true. Like, uh, I'm part of the screen printing, uh, what's it called? The Print Life on Facebook group. <laughs> like, that's why I, I like Facebook for that, The Print Life. But uh, I was reading, like, everybody was, like, seeing how much money they make, how much profit. Yeah. And, like, this one dude was like, yeah, some of y'all are billion-dollar or million-dollar industries that only profit in 100000 and they're having to work so much because they're like, we have the lowest prices, but that also means they have the lowest profit. Yeah. I would rather print $100 at, or 100 t-shirts at $10 two times than uh, 300 shirts for like $4. Yeah. Three times. You would make more money that way. Yeah. And less work. I feel like you also have to get to a point of like respect to be able to charge more though. Yeah. So like I know these one. I know these one screen print shops that I I would love to like be one of these that only like screen print these like high quality stuff. Like you know, if you go to them, you're gonna get quality. You're gonna yeah. get because some of these big shops have like automatic presses and those aren't very good quality sometimes because you'll fuck up five. Or six and not knowing shit about it. But with manual, you touch every shirt, you print every shirt, you see what every shirt looks like. And, like, this company is called, I forgot what it's called, it's, like, Unbearable Prints or something like that. And they, like, only companies, like, startup clothing companies will, like, go to them. 
because they're like twelve dollars a shirt. Yeah. Instead of like these big companies that charge like four dollars a shirt, which you pay for what you get, I guess. Have me another bruchacho, please. <laughs> <clears throat> Have you ever seen screen printing? Not really. I've seen videos of it online. Yeah, it's I've crazy. really seen it done. So much person. goes into it. Yeah, it, it looks. Like we have like I wouldn't say we have a startup business press. I mean that's some bitch out there is twelve thousand dollars. I wouldn't say that's a startup. That dryer is like eight thousand dollars. But like we have like mid tier equipment compared yeah. to like some of these places that have like five of those. Yeah. Like before I like come here, I worked at this place that had like five of those and like two automatics. Yeah. It was crazy. It wasn't as fun to me yeah. because I only done just the press work. Yeah. Here I do the design, I print the design, I wash the screen, I dry the screen, I coat the screen, I burn the screen, I line up the screen. Yeah. Like it's more personal. Yeah. And You're some, way more hands on. Yeah. And some people will like pay more for that. Yeah. Like I know of some people that are like uh have went to like big screen printing shops at uh let's see what's I remember when there's this dude you know what that one brand's called fuck it's called Souk or whatever with the alien hmm mm, I don't know if I've seen it or not but uh, a little mayo do you know who that is mm. well anyways there's this this brand and they would like go to like these big companies get their stuff printed and it wasn't like that good so yeah. they started like their own screen print. They started learning how to screen print themselves, so they would ensure the quality of their product, which would make it cost a little bit more. But they know what quality they was getting. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's why I'm glad that we print all of our products. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shout it, out outside of brand. <laughs> it makes it mean more too to like be so hands on with it. All, like almost too. Like when I print something here, it's like I'll give it away. Yeah. Instead of me ordering it. Crank, I hear you talking out there, bro. <laughs> you can go get the chairs from in there and bring them in here. Uh, but I noticed more, like, say we ordered 100 shirts from somebody, I wouldn't want to give them away because I know how much money I gave for them. Yeah. Like here, $2 for a shirt. Yeah. I'll give it to you. That's 2 bucks. Like if we was to got them hoodies made somewhere, it would have been like 20 bucks each. Yeah. Here I know that I got like 7 bucks into them. Yeah. hmm and I know it ain't gonna be a struggle to get more because I could order today and have them more tomorrow. Yeah. Crazy. <sighs> so we gotta talk about the coronavirus. We can't get away from that. <laughs> no. We can't. I don't even got to. I mean, I'm at this point where I don't give a fuck. So. Yeah, man. Try not to worry. <laughs> Do all you can to prevent illness upon yourself and others. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like a lot of it is unnecessary, like, anxiety and For worry sure. over something that's not really that bad. And a lot of the bad that's come from it is based on worrying what's going to happen instead of what has happened. Yeah. Like, my thing is, like, I don't know much about it, but I know that all it is is just the flu, but it catches quick. Yeah. Since you're a biology guy, you said you can explain more to us. <laughs> I don't have a PhD. I don't know from things I've read. I've just heard it's uh, 
a bit more severe than the flu. Really? Yeah. It's just, I think really, I don't know, I've heard, heard some cases it's 10 times stronger than the flu. Dang. And, uh, it's just, it just depends, man. It's a lot of, a lot of things going on. Like we were saying earlier, though, uh, we need to lose a few people. <laughs> anyway, our population's getting <laughs> too large. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's just sad all around, really. That was JK. Was, I don't really hope, you know, I hope we lose people. Yeah. I wonder how long it would take us to get to, like, 11 billion population mm-hmm. max. I think we're close to, like, 8 billion right now. We're over yeah. 8 billion. So we're averaging, like, a million a year population. I don't even know the exact numbers a million? on those. I don't know, dude. I would bet it's more than a million a year. Yeah, please Honestly. look it up. Like, worldwide, how many people do we gain each year? That's what I would like to know. Let's know we're reaching our carrying capacity quick. So, yeah. Uh, like, what happens if we reach that capacity to just drop out of the sky? <laughs> okay, we uh, gain 220,000 a year. What? Worldwide? Uh, that's what it says. A birth minus death. We're adding over 220K. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Over 150 people every minute. That equals to 80 million more people every year. What? I don't understand this. I think it's... Oh, we're adding over 220K people on this planet every day. Over 80 million people every year. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. And people are also dying less often, though, because the technology to keep people alive is getting better. You also gain 30 pounds by the age of 60. (laughs) Do what? You'll gain 30 pounds of weight by the age of 60. What if we're a fat-ass planet? Does that number go down from 11 billion? (laughs) I don't really know the exact... It's somewhere around 10 billion, 11 billion, I think the carrying capacity is. I don't necessarily remember what the exact carrying capacity is for humans, but it's... I know we're approaching it pretty rapidly. My yeah. thing is... I think by like, 2050 is what they're... Uh, I'm not entirely sure, though. What does carrying capacity mean? It just means the max number of individuals an uh, ecosystem can hold. What? What, what is that? What noise? Was that a phone vibrate or was there? <laughs> oh my god, that's like. Who? This is Jason Davis. Putting looks, on blast on the podcast. Like a, <laughs> he looks like a mix between yeah. you two. So many fucking he people really have said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> what even? What even would make somebody do a Snapchat like that? Y'all boys scoot on in. We're here. We have some guests. <coughs> Jacob Napier and Josh Crank have stepped into the building. <laughs> they have entered the chat. They have entered the <laughs> chat. Y'all got to scoot in so Mike can pick you up. Come on, Nate. Napier's a rapper also. <laughs> His name's Little Nape Nape. Gets the freaking money pay. <laughs> this first time we've ever added two guests at once like This that. is... Uh... An insane podcast. I think this podcast just reached max- maximum capacity, actually. How know. many? The most we've had is four, sure. Yeah. Y'all doing the camera today? No. no. Can't have camera day. Keegan forgot it. Yeah. Coronavirus. I, got the, I brought the mic arm this time, though. Yeah. See, this is the point where it like, starts to divulge and 
people are just hearing us talk as if they're not there, which <laughs> there's like a balance. Like you kind of want to talk like there's nobody listening, but you also have to keep it in mind. Otherwise you're just talking about mics and shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but people do need to know about mics and shit. Yeah, they do. Mike Wazowski. Ah. <laughs> you know who this is? All right, we're talking about Ryan Hall. I'm introducing Ryan Hall to Little Night Night. <laughs> He's an expert BMX rider. Oh, really? Yeah, this is an expert rapper <laughs> on Rap Chat. Yeah. Expert screen printer. I would say I'm an expert at, but I can't say it. On watching, watching Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. Expert getting that blah. No. I'm that blah. What is it? What's Don't the- worry about it. That's it. Or about it, sweetheart. I mean, we've been going over an hour. You wanna? Yeah, we can splat. Yeah, we split. I got that splat. Mm-hmm. All right, boys, y'all can tune in for the next episode. <laughs> Napier's gonna rap for us. Hit us off with a rap at the end. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a McDonald's rap. I don't know it. That's, that's Wait, we come up with that. Gang, 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 when I ride, come from McDonald's with chicken and fries. These all up and they go to my thighs. You want some shout out? Shout out. Okay, give us one. I was dead. Shout out. <laughs> Ryan, you got any parting words? Uh, not really, man. Just find an interest, stick with it, and be as kind as you can to people. That's I you, agree, man. That's a good that's way to go. Do. Peace out, everybody. God, I almost.